0: Amen. All right, you can be seated. You can be seated. I want to just briefly give you a word if you'll get my pulpit for me. Uh, in, in the Word of God, we find uh, many times people calling on the name of the Lord. God created us for his glory, obviously. 1 Corinthians teaches us that we were created for his glory. We were created to bring glory to him. We were created to worship and honor him. And we were created for his glory. Revelation 4.11 teaches us that we were created for his pleasure. It says, for uh, thy pleasure we are and were created. But also, we were created to have a relationship with God. The Bible says that God formed man in the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and he became a living soul. In that same book, we find that God would worship or excuse me, God would walk with man and fellowship with man and have a relationship with man. But God knew that we would have issues, and we did, and God uh, uh, man sinned in the garden, and that connection was broken. But thank God that Jesus came and died on a cross so that that connection could be made back again. The Bible says we have access to the Father through the Son. And even though we're imperfect, even though we have issues, even though we're broken vessels, even though that we are sinful creatures, we have access to the Father through the sacrifice of the Son. And through that access, we find power. Through that access, we find mercy. Through that access, we find grace. Through that access, we find provision. We find everything that we need to be what God has called us to be. And we find the early church was born out of a prayer meeting. Any way you want to look at it, it was born out of a prayer meeting. Some say some scholars say that the church did not begin uh, with the 120 in the prayer meeting. in Acts chapter number one does not matter. It's irrelevant because when Jesus was in the wilderness praying, that began his ministry and the church started there. So either way you look at it, it started in a prayer meeting. When the church got in trouble, they prayed. When the church had a need, they prayed. When the church needed God to do something, they prayed. They didn't get political, they prayed. They prayed. And here in this particular chapter of the Bible, uh, we find the church has an issue. Really, honestly, it's the first obstacle that they ran into after God filled the church with His Spirit on the day of Pentecost. Everything's rolling fine, everything's going good. Acts chapter number three, they're healing people. Uh, the lame man is healed at the gate of the temple. And, and Peter and John, y'all know the story. Uh, uh, we, we find that they, the people run to them because of the miracle. The miracle attracted attention, and anytime you find the touch of God you will attract attention and because of the miracle listen people flocked to Peter and James or excuse me Peter and John at the time well the religious crowd didn't like it because 5,000 people believed on their message because of what they seen in the miracle they arrested them took them in and began to question them held them overnight and 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 then after they figured out they couldn't do anything because what are you going to say the man's healed You know what the greatest part about seeing God move in the church? What they going to say? Lives are being changed. People are being mended. Hearts are being put back together. People are being saved. I need a witness. Drunks are sobering up. What they going to say? They said, now we can't can't say nothing against this miracle because they're glorifying God about it, but we can threaten them. We can threaten them. So they threatened them don't preach anymore in this name. and the key part of that is this name. you can preach all you want to preach, but don't preach in this name. In America you can stand and be a Buddhist, you can stand and be a Muslim, you can stand and be a Hindu but you can don't stand and be a Christian. But I'm glad for the boldness of Peter he says should we listen to God or should we listen to man? They come back to the church. They're being threatened, they have an obstacle, they have an issue. they come back to the church and in Acts chapter number four and verse twenty uh, verse number twenty four here's where we find them. And when they heard that, when the church heard that, they lifted up their voice to God with one accord. That word means unanimous. They were together, they were of one mind. Uh, they were in agreement. The reason the church is dying in America is they can't agree on nothing. But oh, what will happen, what will happen, what will happen if, if God's people would come into God's house and they will come into agreement and pray to the God of heaven, God will touch their church. They were unanimous. They were of one mind. And, and it says, Lord, thou art God, which hast made heaven and earth and the sea and all that in them is. Who by the mouth of David uh, has said, why did the heathen rage and the people imagine vain things? The king of the earth stood up and the rulers were gathered together against the Lord and against his Christ. For of a truth against thy holy child Jesus, whom thou hast anointed both Herod and Pontius Pilate and the Gentiles. And the people of Israel were gathered together. You know what that tells me? That tells me God knew what was going to happen before it happened. God, they're saying, God, you knew this was going to take place before it ever took place. I'm so glad God's aware of my need before I am. But then it says this in verse number 28. For to do whatsoever thy hand and thy counsel determined before to be done. What are you saying? God knew they were going to do it and God planned for them to do it. Man can't do anything outside of God's will. The devil might try to come against you, but he can't do nothing that God don't let him Joseph said, you meant to kill me, you meant to harm me, you meant evil against me, but God meant it for good. And then he goes on and says, now, Lord, now, Lord, behold their threatenings, grant unto thy servants with all boldness that they may speak thy word, by stretching forth thy hand to heal, and that signs and wonders may be done by the name of thy holy child Jesus. And when they had, when they prayed, not when they voted, Not when they debated, not when they picketed, not when they argued, but when they prayed. When they prayed, the place was shaken where they were assembled together. They were all filled with the Holy Ghost and they spake the word of God with boldness and the multitude of them that believed were of one heart and of one soul. Neither said any of them that all of the things which he possessed was his own, but they had all things common. And with great power, amen, and with great power gave the apostles witness of the resurrection of the Lord Jesus and great grace was upon them all. I want to just share with you a couple things about this chapter before we pray. Charles Spurgeon Charles Spurgeon was being interviewed and, and they were asking him about his great ministry because he did things most most uh, other men, other ministers never had the ability to do. Preaching to thousands without a microphone. Preaching to thousands and, and seeing the, 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 the tabernacle that was built there. And, and they said, how do you do what you do? What, what, what is the secret to your great ministry? And he said, my people, pray for me. Dr. R.A. Torrey said this pray for great things expect great things work for great things but above all else pray pray prayer is not our will getting done in heaven but it's God's will getting done on earth they knew the power of prayer why did they know the power of prayer because every time every time they saw the Lord he was praying somewhere he would get up before daylight and pray he would pray all night long sometimes before his listen before the, the 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 display of his greatest love and his greatest ministry there on the cross of Calvary he was praying in the garden and they knew we needed to pray if we got a problem we need to pray if we got an issue we need to pray ladies and gentlemen if we want revival we have to pray there's a few things about their prayer we need to see first i want you to see the recognition in their prayer they knew who they were talking to did you hear me? They knew who they were talking to. The problem with some of us, we don't realize who we're talking to. We, pr- we pray weak and anemic prayers because we think there's a weak and anemic God. Well, God, if you can maybe possibly sort of come around and maybe thinking, is there any way you might can, uh... but watch how Watch how they address the Lord when they begin their prayer. You say, why is this so important? Jesus said, when you pray, pray, Our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. They knew who they were praying to. And the Bible says in verse number 24, it says when they heard that, they lifted up their voice to God with one accord and said, Lord, thou art God. They used two words, Lord and God. The first word, Lord, is despot, which means absolute ruler with power and authority. The word God means supreme divinity. It's the word theos. What are they saying? They knew and they were recognizing the authority of God and they were recognizing the ability of God. You need to understand when you ask God for a need, he has all authority to deliver. He has all ability to deliver. He has all power to deliver. Is anything too hard for God? Is there anything he can't do? Is there anything he can't accomplish? And when you come to the altar, when you pray in your pew, you need to recognize who you're talking to. My brother told his little dog, when his little dog growled at him, he said, son, you better recognize. You know what I think we need to do? I think we need to recognize. We need to recognize that he's the God who keeps the sun aflame. He's the God who keeps the air in our lungs. He's the God who keeps this earth spinning at just the right speed. He's the God who created all things. We are his sheep. We are his people. Let's recognize tonight. We need to recognize, not only do we see the recognition in their prayer, I want you to see the request in their prayer. What did they ask for? This is, this is life-changing. When I saw this, and God showed me this, uh, man, since we've been praying and fasting and doing what we're doing, God's been showing me things like never before. In this prayer, they didn't say, God, get them off our back. God, make them leave us alone. They didn't pray for escape. They prayed for enablement. They didn't say, Lord, take the mountain away. They said, give us strength to climb it. Amen. Listen, they didn't pray for safety. They prayed for strength. They didn't pray for protection. They prayed for power. I love this. They said, grant. Now, here's watch this now. This is in verse 29. And now, Lord, behold their threatenings. Look what they say it. They told us don't do this no more. They said don't let don't preach in his name anymore. Now watch, here's their request. Grant unto thy servants that with all boldness they may speak thy word. What are they asking for? Boldness to proclaim the gospel. Now watch this. They asked for boldness to proclaim the gospel. Then it says this, the very next verse. This is this is this is wonderful. By stretching forth, what's going to give them boldness? What's going to give them boldness? By stretching forth thine hand to heal, and that signs and wonders may be done by the name of thy holy child Jesus. Well, they ask for boldness to preach the message. Then they ask for miracles to give them encouragement to be bold. Let me illustrate it. Y'all remember a little missionary that here Wednesday night? You remember what happened to him? God cured his his wife of brain cancer. He became a Christian and God cured his wife of brain cancer. And you know what he did? He went all over India. telling him, you know what God did for my wife? The doctor said, the doctor said, how did this happen? He said, have you heard about Jesus? No, I haven't heard about Jesus. Let me tell you what he did for me. What happened? God's touch and God's move made them to a place where they had boldness to proclaim the gospel. God doesn't answer prayers so we can have bigger houses. God doesn't answer prayers so we can drive better cars. God doesn't answer prayers so we can have a more comfortable life. God answers prayers to give his children boldness to proclaim the good news of Jesus Christ. And we need to pray tonight for revival, not, not so we can have easier lives, not, listen, not so we can have a bigger church, not so things can go better our way, not so we can get a better job, but we need old-fashioned, sin-killing, devil-chasing. I'm talking about good old-fashioned revival so we can proclaim the gospel of Jesus Christ. He said, give us boldness, give us courage. I'm tired of being a chicken. I'm tired of being a coward. I'm tired of getting nervous when I stand up to talk to somebody about Jesus. I want to be able to talk to anybody, any place, any time, anywhere. It doesn't matter who they are. Stand up. Give me somebody to tell somebody about Jesus. How many of y'all are with me? I'm just being honest. I get nervous. How about y'all? Anybody get nervous? Let's pray for boldness. Let's pray for courage. Let's pray for God to heal marriages. Let's pray for God to heal sickness. Let's pray for God to touch us so that we'll have boldness to preach the gospel. And the third thing I saw, it says, "And when they prayed, and when they prayed, you'll you'll never pray without a response. You'll never pray without a response." We see the results of their prayer. It said, and when they prayed, the place was shaken. Now, now, we may think that this means they had an earthquake. The building shook. It may have been. I don't necessarily think that, that may be the case. The word shaken here means stirred up. It means to incite. In other words, as one would incite a riot, you you provoke something. You know what I believe? I believe God got in amongst them and started stirring them up. You know what we need? We need to get stirred up. We need to get stirred up about what we're doing. We need to get stirred up about the cause of Christ. We need to get stirred up about proclaiming the gospel. We need to get stirred up about people going to hell. We need to get stirred up about telling them who Jesus is. Somebody say amen. The Bible said the place was shaken when they prayed. God stirred them up. God stirred them up. Why do we need stirrings? Pot of beans. Pot of beans. Why you stir the beans? Because the ones on top get cold, and the ones on the bottom get burned out. You realize there's people in the church doing nothing, and they're getting cold as ice, and there's people doing everything, and they're getting burned out. And you know what we need God to do? Stick the Word of God down in the pot and go to stirring. We need God to stir up them people getting burnt out and encourage them and strengthen them and give them a reviving, a refreshing, and excitement. And we need God to convict those that are doing nothing and get them on fire for God so we can take this world by storm. Stirred up. Well, we need a stirring. We need God to move in this place. It says, and when they prayed, God stirred them up. How many of y'all could use stirring up? Listen, he responded. He stirred them up. There was a a stirring, a stirring to disturb. Some of y'all need to be disturbed. That's right. You need to be disturbed. Your your, your official motto and song is I shall, I shall not be moved. Amen. But God can stir you up. Amen. Amen. Listen, the response to prayer was a stirring up. The response to prayer was a spiritual unction. A spiritual unction. The word unction means to make contact. Now, now, don't let this spook you. I know some of y'all come from dead Baptist background. But I came from a Bible Baptist background. Yes, sir. And, and, and my raising, we still use the word Holy Ghost. Don't ever get afraid of a Bible term. I don't care what people that use it wrong do. They use air conditioner, but I ain't cutting mine off. Say amen. The word unction, listen, it, it, it means the touch. And you know what? There's churches all across America that's got plenty of talent, but they ain't got no touch. And I would rather have the touch of God than all the talent in the world. And the Bible says that God touched them. God stirred the place up. And you know what? Look, watch here, watch here. He answered their prayer. The Bible says that the, the, in verse number 31, when the place was shaken, when it was stirred up, they were assembled together and they were filled with the Holy Ghost. And they spake the word of God with boldness. And the multitude of them that were of one heart and one soul, look in verse 33, and with great power the apostles' witness of the resurrection of the Lord Jesus and great grace was upon them all. Now I'm gonna just be straight up with you. I stirring don't always feel good because some of us get satisfied and comfortable where we at on the top or the bottom, and God will move us out of our comfort zone. And that's what I'm praying for. That's what I'm praying for. And listen, the whole point of all this, the whole point of the touch of God was to give them boldness to proclaim the gospel. If I was to ask this question, every person in here could raise their hand and say, I know someone who's lost. I guarantee you I could ask that question and every hand in this room needs to shoot up in the air and say, I know someone who is lost then tonight we need to come to God and ask for boldness to tell them who Jesus is and invite them to the house of God this weekend. We all got problems. We all have needs. We all have things we need God to do for us. But what I found out, that if we'll make God's business our business, He'll handle our business. Are y'all with me? I I won't... I want, I want to do this I want to take just a moment Brother Jalen I want y'all to come back I don't know where you're at But I want you to come back Something real worshipful And we're going to get in a mood And we're going to get an atmos- atmosphere of prayer How many of you going to sing brother? Two At the end of his song At the end of his song You know how a song ends At the end of his song I don't want to come ask for it I don't want to come ask for it, but I want you to make your way to the altar, Who those that can, and we're going to pray the Lord's Prayer. Y'all been in here and we've done this before. I've got volunteers that are going to be here. I've already given them the cards, and if you've never been with us before when we had a prayer meeting, we pray the Lord's Prayer. The first one is, Our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. That means we come into his presence with praise, and we all pray together that same prayer. We all pray praise. We all thank God. We all glorify him while that gentleman's praying, And then the step two, the next card. Our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. That's God's purpose. And when that gentleman takes the mic and he begins to pray for God's plan and God's will be done in our church, in our families, in our homes, in our community, then we are all praying together for God's will to be done. You say, preacher, why are you doing that? In one mind and one accord and if we'll pray God will move if we will pray God will touch God will stir us up and God will do what he promised to do and all God's people said let's stand everyone stand sing out and worship him let's go into his presence with singing Help us now. let's come, let's pray, let's pray. All those that I ask to have a card, you come up on this platform, everybody else, you find a place, you can be seated. If you're going to pray at your pew, pray at your pew, but all those that will, if you'll find a place in this altar, listen, find a place to pray. Try to get as comfortable as you can. You can be seated in the congregation. If if you need to, you can pray in the aisles, you can pray in the seats, but we're going to pray. And we're going to pray in one mind and one accord. When each volunteer volunteer has the card, we're all praying the same thing. When we're praying for God's praise, we're all thanking him for who he is. When we're praying for his purpose in our life, we're praying for that all the way through. All the way through. Just kneel where you are in the aisle. Just kneel where you are in the aisle. Let us pray. Oh, God, let's all pray together. God, touch us, Lord. Help us in Jesus' name. Lord, like the brother missionary did, Lord, that you could heal the people around us, God, that you could touch them. And I just want to praise you and thank you for that, God. Lord, we love you tonight. God, I've got so many things, God, to thank you for. Lord, for my family. Lord, for my